Hello internet people, welcome to episode 83 of the Flip Screen Games podcast, a weekly video games podcast where two buds from the same nation come together to discuss the wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Max Wright, this week joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. How you How doing? Are you, Steve? I'm, I'm very right. well, thank you very much. See, although we're both that, we're so polite, so British, we're both yeah. asking oh, each other okay? right? at the exact same time if we're all right. You know, but we're also so British that if we weren't all right, we'd still say, yeah, we're fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the response is always, no one's ever said anything of them. Yeah, yeah, fine, thanks. Or yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, good, thanks. Busy. <laughs> busy. It's like, how was your, if I ask someone how their weekend is and they actually tell me about their weekend, I'm like, oh, that was a mistake. Just, yeah, it's really say, concerning. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was all right, you know, yours. Well, yeah, it's all busy, busy, you know, one of yeah. those. I don't want to get in a conversation with a co-worker, you know, it's terrible. <laughs> do, you know what I, do you know what I don't like is um, when you go, oh, how you doing? And someone goes, oh, we're living the dream. And it's like, what, do, do you mean that? Are you, or are you, is this, are you or being is sarcastic? Do I have to worry about yeah. you? Yeah, like, am yeah. I worried about you? Depends but, what kind um, of dream. Is your dream a nightmare or is it, is it a dream? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being chased by a clown around yeah. in my underwear around school. There's, there's spiders coming, like, surrounding yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I work off surrounded by spiders, living, living my actual <laughs> horrible dreams. But this week we have some video games to talk about, right, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, are they, do they involve spiders? Maybe Resident Evil 4 does, I don't know about, about well, I think there might, be a spider, there might be a spider in there. Yeah, multiverse. I mean, great, great, going to the first thing. So, uh, Multiversus, it was announced about an hour and a half ago uh, that they are closing the open beta on June 25th, 2023. Now, what they mean by that is not it's launching in the full game, as the full game. They mean that they are stopping the game as it currently is. You would no longer be able to play Multiversus, even though people that have paid for it, or people that paid for the sort of founders pack and things like that. And it's not relaunching until 2024 as a full game. I think they said early 2024. There's no real date. There's no real um, no real date for it just yet. So what they've said is, MVPs, thank you for your support during the open beta. The feedback and inspiration has been amazing. Open beta will close on June 25th as we prepare for a full launch in early 2024. Multiverses will be back better than ever with new content, features, modes, and more when we return. Now... I heard about this in the same way possibly you did that um, Tyler Tyler Olsen in the Discord uh, posted a link to this tweet and uh, had the following to say. He said, Having spent money in the game, only to have my excess cut off from it for more than half a year, it kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. And he asked any thoughts on this. Um, uh, yeah. It's insane. Like, I just don't understand yeah. it. From a company called Player First Games, they don't seem to be putting the player yeah. first in this instance. Yep. It just it feels so strange. For starters, yep. I don't think I even clocked that it was an open beta. Like I, no, I, I knew it was early access, and I figured mm -hmm. early access just meant that they're developing it, they're going to keep adding to it, eventually we'll get a 1.0. That you've seen in so many games. We've yeah. seen that over and over again. And you can keep playing the game even when there's sort of things still to come. You're still waiting for that big sort of 1.0 patch. There's always, you can always play the game because you paid for it. That's, that's your, they don't restrict access for you. Whereas an open beta, I feel, is exactly what I just played with Diablo at the weekend. It was completely mm -hmm. free. It's limited content and I don't have to pay for a season pass. You know, if I paid for a season yeah. pass for, for the Diablo open beta, I would kind of expect to have that content. And it's not just season passes from what I gather in Multiverse. I feel like they've got a shop that you can also buy things in or buy digital currency. Even if even if not, right, you've 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 paid money for the season passes. They've extended the season two. Yeah. We've had two seasons. They've extended the season two season pass all the way up until um, it closes on June twenty fifth. 
but it's very strange indeed. Very, very weird decision, and I, I wonder what's prompted it. Whether it was the developers yeah. or whether it's it's Warner Brothers that's wanting to to shut it down for a while. Maybe there's some licensing issues or something. Yeah, it's, it's possible. I mean, no, I've just looked up now. There is a shop, and it looks like there are two currencies. There's like a currency that in this specific screenshot, um, there's a lot of a, a yellow currency, and there's none of this sort of like diamond currency, which to me. In fact, I'm looking at a shop. All of this stuff that's uncommon is costs the, uh, the the diamond currency, and there's like a plus button in the corner. That looks like you can you can pay. For yeah, it. you can you can buy the currency. So if you spent real money on this, it's crappy. You know, granted, games shut down all the time. You might have bought. Yeah. You might have spent money on Babylon's Fall, for example, last yeah, year, yeah. and and that shut down within like six months. But multi- the fact that Multiverses is coming back, and presumably I get all of my content back, it's like why don't you just keep it running? Just keep it up, keep it going until you're ready for a relaunch. In the same way that Mm -hmm. Epic Games, when they acquired Fall Guys, they did that relaunch. They did, we're starting again. We're starting season one again. We're calling it free for all. And it's going to be like, you've got all of these different modes in there. And and they've continued to add to it and and start again with like the season one battle pass and gave the people that spent money on the game some extras. Uh, to say thank you for supporting and funding the game until epic took over i it just it feels very strange if i was tyler and and seemingly everyone else on twitter who is is Mm -hmm. uh replying to the announcement i'd be pretty pissed off i haven't played the game i haven't spent any money on it but everyone seems to be annoyed about it and and rightly so i think because because i don't know how well it was communicated that it would be or if it was communicated at all until today that they were going to stop the game and then and then relaunch it a year later, um, but it just it just seems like people that are maybe actively playing the game now and they're like, oh yeah, this is my game. I play Multiverses. I, I play a lot of that. Um, you know, maybe they they've been waiting for new characters. They've been waiting for um, like balance patches and things like that. And now they just get nothing for over six months, possibly. Well, uh, almost definitely over six months because it's shutting down in June. It's not opening again till next year. It's, it's sort of like when you look at Smash Brothers when they finished all of their DLC and that you know that game is now feature complete they're no longer adding to that game but they would have had one last balance patch which is like right this is going to be the final state of the game and now they just let the game run they're not they're not shut down Smash Brothers which which I guess is a similar in this because you have bought the game you have bought content for it and they could probably just keep the servers open as they are now or peer to peer or whatever and just keep the game in its current state until they're ready to release 1.0 well, I don't think they, there's any need to shut down but like you say it could be licensing. Um, but then again, surely that's the kind of thing you hash out before you start making a game like this, right? You hash out the licensing. You say, Look, You'd Warner think Brothers, so, yeah. Plus, you you know, it's published by Warner Brothers, so they own the IP yeah. that's in the game. But it, it, yeah. it it's strange. It's a it's a weird one. I don't. Th- I, I wonder if they'll they'll U turn on this decision because it it feels like it's going to be an unpopular one. Um, and they'll lose a lot of the the kind of good faith that that they've they've garnered among among fans of the game i know pete was a big fan of the game when it first came out and maybe they just couldn't keep up with adding content to it um but it seems like it was doing pretty well still uh the founders they they were selling founders packs right which came with character tokens so you could instantly unlock characters exclusive Mm -hmm. banners premium battle passes they ranged from 40 to 100 dollars so if you if you bought a 100 dollar founders pack it's it's gone like you don't yep, you no longer have access to this game and it's not like there's an off- offline mode and they can just take the servers off and have it that you're just playing you know you click on that game now you can't play it at all 
And I wonder if, if it, in six or seven months' time, whenever the game decides to relaunch, how many people will even come back? You know, why would you want? Why would you, after seven months of not playing a game, suddenly go? Oh, I'm going to come back now because they're releasing 1.0. Because sort of they've sort of you know ruined their goodwill. They've sort of spurned their uh, their fan base. Really, um, I think this is definitely going to be something they're going to they're going to if not you turn completely, they're going to make a change. They're going to say, look, okay, fine, we can keep you can play it peer to peer stuff like that. Um, but but yeah, I I don't, just, I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird one. Very very strange. I, I would yeah. uh, if I feel like if this was. If this was obviously an open beta and they didn't ask for money, I felt like I would feel differently about it. But yeah. the fact that... If it was that, free to play and there was stuff... And maybe, if yeah, it was completely like... free, I could understand turning it off and being like, we're going to come back in 1.0. Or yeah. if it's an open beta, define the parameters at mm-hmm. launch before people choose to buy these founders packs or battle passes or, or digital currency or whatever they may may choose to, in, however they may choose to interact with your product, they should know up front that it's going to get removed yep. and taken away at some point. Uh, otherwise, it's just, it feels it feels like a bait and switch it's, or a rug pull. It's just like, oh, here's the stuff. Now you don't get it anymore. We've taken your yep. money and we're, we're kind of running with it. Granted, they, they said they're going to come back, but who knows if they're going to do a full launch in 2024. They're targeting that, but whether they hit that or not, I don't know. Yeah, I also saw uh, that the Founders Pack that was, uh, when it was released, it was advertised as sort of wouldn't be here after, I think it was November um, of last year, right? They were like, I think the game came out last year and they said, right, by the end, by, by the end of November, uh, or you, you, can't, you, know, you can't get it. They then kept it on until sort of mid-February, knowing they were then going to shut down sort of a month and a bit later or, or, or sort of announce a shutdown a month and a bit later. And it's just like, why would you keep the $100 version of the game available within a month of them announcing they're going to shut it down because people that maybe bought that last month are now going oh well you know i've only got four months left with this game and i paid the same amount as someone who got it on launch yeah um, and it's being delisted in april by the sounds of it as well mm. um so they're like delisting the game in april if you don't have it installed by april the 11th then you can't download it anymore uh, and then the servers will shut off in in june so if you want to play multiverses make sure to install it by by the 11th of april or, or come back in 2024 Yep. I mean, this would possibly also put me off personally by getting the game when it eventually comes out, you know, because, um, you know, who's to say it's even going to be around that long anyway, if if, if it comes out and um, people don't come back or they've sort of ruined their reputation and people just don't want to play anymore. You know, that, that could be a legitimate thing that happens. Um, I think for that reason, they're, they're almost definitely going to go, all right, fine, um, keep playing. We We messed up kind of thing. But hey. It, uh, it is to be seen, but I feel bad for people like Tyler who who have bought it and like you know he said it's left a sour taste in his mouth and I don't blame him at all. There's there's no um, there's no positive to this for anyone. I don't even see how this works in a positive way for 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 uh, Warner Brothers. To be honest, you know it doesn't give them any more time. It doesn't give them any more space on the game because people are still just playing the game. It's it's not even if it's not in active development and they need more time to do things. People can still play the game. But um, yeah, I reckon. I I think that by next week, um, when we sit down to, to record next Monday, uh, we're going to be talking about an update to this, uh, whereby they've they've completely changed their mind or they've changed the rules. Or Yeah, uh, I mean, may, maybe you're right. I don't know. I'm looking at Steam DB, and granted, you know, it's just Steam. It's not all platforms. Mm-hmm. But they've gone from an all-time peak of 153,000 players last last year, eight months ago. 
to a 24-hour peak of 800. So it's... Uh, wow, okay. There's not really well, that many people playing these days, and, and maybe that's because there's not a lot of content coming in, um, but, yeah. but I feel like they're kind of amping up for a relaunch, reinvigorate it. I can imagine with only 800 players peak. I mean, there's only 538 people playing the game right now. It's not sustainable for them. Yeah. Um, but Thing is, I, I feel understand like if just all... keep it online and just like yeah, keep it on yeah. life support and then eventually be like, okay, we're doing a version 1.0. We're relaunching yeah. with season three kind of thing. I feel like if, you know, what you said about those Steam stats, if it was they announced they were shutting down now. I would, I would be, I wouldn't be as like confused by this. I wouldn't be like, oh, this is unfair because fair enough, it didn't work. You know, a lot of people bought money and spent money on the game, and it's a shame that it shut down. But we're seeing that a lot now. The fact that they're shutting down with plans to keep selling the game and and you know, re-release the game in a year's time is is just a completely different kettle of fish. So uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. Agreed. Yeah, like I say, we'll keep an eye, we'll keep an eye on this, and we'll see what happens next week. Yeah, in the meantime, you know, coming up in June, Diablo 4, but if you're looking for some other games to play, Game Pass is always a good shout. Uh, although Xbox are ending the $1 Game Pass promotion for new users, which, to be honest, I didn't realise still existed. I don't know Did if you... you... Not? Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I'm aware, yeah, because I've always got people that say, oh, you know, is Games Pass worth it? And I always say, look, it's a quid for a month, try it out, and then, like, if you like it, go and buy it on CD keys or whatever for for cheaper, and um, that that's the way I was doing it for... When I was using it, um, yeah, they they um, they they've, they've completely got rid of it. Or they're saying that. Hang on, let me read the quote. We have stopped our previous introductory offer for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and PC Game Pass, and we are evaluating different marketing promotions for new members in the future. So, yeah, so it's PR just because speak. this is ending as it is. Oh yeah, but just because this is ending, it doesn't mean that um, they're not going to release something else in the future. Maybe um, maybe you buy a box of cereal, open it up, there's a Game Pass. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's know. like a KFC yeah. double down job you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the Diablo yeah, promotion yeah. it could it could be anything like that or it could be that that um they know that they've got enough market appeal mm-hmm. now everyone knows who they are they're like the netflix of video games at this point yeah so if you don't know what game pass is kind of where have you been uh yeah. and so do they really need to keep drawing people in with a one dollar promotion anymore i can imagine at some point they're going to switch off xbox gold and just do what playstation has done and be like gold's gone and if you want 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 it anymore you've got to subscribe to game pass and Mm -hmm. you get that with it which i'm surprised that's not the case already um to be honest i already thought that that games with gold or sorry that xbox live gold whatever it is was gone and it was just games pass ultimate now so that's that's surprising i think um there could be a you know like you say they've, they've maybe thought they've got enough promotion that everyone sort of knows but it could also be that maybe they weren't seeing a lot of repeat customers that maybe because I, I know people who abuse the system by you know just making a load of emails and they'll just have game pass for a month move over play you know if they don't care about the achievements they don't care about their uh, progress and stuff like that they just want to keep getting all those games for a pound a month and they, they will do that and i think a lot of people maybe do do that and i think it, it could be that because it's quite easy to abuse in that way maybe they've decided to shut it down for that reason. Um, That's a very also inconvenient thing to do there. Like I, I agree. I, just, I, I agree. don't feel like the majority of people are, are bothering with that. I think it's more just that they've got other things up, up their sleeve or it's just, it's too expensive for them. Maybe, maybe yeah. too many people were kind of biting on it. And like you said, not, 
not then subscribing for a fixed mm-hmm. n- a number of months that would cover that cost because I imagine yep. you'd need to then subscribe for like three to six months in order for them to recuperate the lost revenue that they would have got on that first one dollar. Um, but I remember they did a promotion many, many moons ago that was three months for a pound, and I subscribed to that one. It could be that they, they swap it out for something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but I I would I would guess not based on what they've said. They would have they would have announced that the the one dollar promotion for a month is going away and here's something better. Uh, maybe this, maybe there's something for like two dollars or five dollars where you get what buy one month get one month free because even when I put in I got um, Game Pass gift cards for Christmas from from my brother and when I when I put them in if you sub and have it auto renew they give you an extra month for free. Um, okay. For every single card, card that you put in, he got me two of them because it was for Christmas and birthday. <laughs> so I got for six months, I got eight months worth out of it, which is really good. Okay, I remember when the Xbox Game Pass first launched. A friend of mine, I think you could turn your gold into Game Pass. Whatever he ended yeah. up, yeah, like two months. Pete two did years, that. Yeah, he stacked it for many, many months. Um, I had my Game Pass as because I was doing Xbox All Access with my Series X, which came with Game yep. Pass and ended up working out cheaper than if you bought two years of Game Pass on the console separately. Uh, you saved like 20 quid on it. Um, so that ended last year. So I've, I started paying for Game Pass and then um, my brother got it for me for Christmas, which was really nice. But um, yeah, I, I, I figure if you've not tried Game Pass yet, you probably... It's what's going to draw you in i don't think it's going to be the dollar price point it's probably going to be a game like starfield or redfall or something big and i think microsoft know that that's what's coming um yes maybe they're doing what they don't want is instead of people going out and spending 60 dollars or whatever on starfield they want maybe 70 for starfield 70 dollars for Starfield. what they don't want is everyone going out and instead spending a pound or a dollar yeah just to play Starfield and then bugger off, you know that's going to be a huge loss for them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you you just... you pay for pay one dollar for the month, and then you just don't have, you don't have to worry about um, plumping out for for the big games that they've got coming out this year because they've got some big titles queued up. I imagine they've got some more to show at um, E three game summer game fest or just their own showcase or whatever they're calling it these yeah. days. Feels like it's been a, a already been like a busy year for for games announcements and games things and blah blah blah. And we've still got E three to go. Well, not E three in its in its uh, yeah current form really because everyone's sort of dropping out. But yeah, we've got loads more to come. Um, yeah, Ge- Gearbox so... was teasing something as well, saying that um, I think it was Gearbox that saying that they're looking at their internal calendar and May looks really busy, so you should book some time off. Uh, I, yeah, I saw that from um, who's the people that make uh, oh, was it Paradox. What do Paradox make? Paradox? Yeah. Paradox Interactive. Paradox Interactive. They made, they announced some stuff recently, didn't they? Like, yeah, we um, did the conversation about it a couple of weeks ago. City Skylines 2, they've done that Life by You um, presentation, yes, which, which came out. Looks incredible. Looks like a real Sim spiritual successor. Yes. Now, they're the, they, they also said May uh, to sort of keep yourself clear, I'm pretty sure. So that's uh, that's interesting. Maybe we'll have a... A busy something or other there, eh? Um, and at this E3, you might even see Microsoft uh, talking about Activision games during their uh, during their conference or, or presentation because uh, last week, uh, Activision, the Xbox's Activision acquisition uh, leaped, leapt a new hurdle, uh, one that I think we've been talking about for a long time, so we're not going to spend too long talking about this, but um, there was some talk 
you know, the, the whole thing that Sony's been saying and a lot of the conversation has been around um, Call of Duty, right? Xbox saying we're, we're not going to keep Call of Duty. We're not. Sony worried that, that by having Call of Duty as an exclusive, it's going to hurt them and turn them into Nintendo or whatever ridiculous thing they were saying. And then we had Jim Ryan just saying, no, no, we just want to block this. We don't care that much about Call of Duty. Um, however, now the CMA have said that new evidence provisionally alleviates concerns in relation to supply of gaming consoles in the UK. So basically, they're not worried that, that uh, Call of Duty is going to be an issue anymore. Um, they don't think that by having Call of Duty that people are going to only ever buy Xbox and not buy PlayStation. I think I don't know what this new evidence specifically is. I haven't read too deep into it. Steve, you might know. Um, or it could just be something they're just using new evidence to sort of not have to go too deep into it. But Well, they, um, they say that the most significant new evidence provided to the CMA relates to Microsoft's financial incentive to make Activision's games, including Call of Duty, exclusive to its own consoles. Um, so I imagine that, that Microsoft has shown that it's not going to be a big moneymaker for them to, to sell mm -hmm. consoles. Uh, however, they have then gone on to say that our provisional view that this deal raises concerns in the cloud gaming market is not affected by today's announcement. Our investigation yep. remains on course for completion by the end of April, which, of course, was the biggest concern they had was that, yeah, Call of Duty was a big part of it, but that was a big part of it just for consoles. Consoles yep. not the only strategy and the only angle that Microsoft is going down. Obviously, they've got the Xbox Cloud Gaming. I do think, though, that yes, we've lost Stadia. However, this is the UK. It's the CMA, the Competition and Markets Authority. We've just had Amazon Luna a launch in the UK. And you get that as part of Amazon Prime, I believe. Um, so that may go some way to, to help them. They've obviously also signed the deal with NVIDIA. They signed the deal with, yeah, I think it was a German... Now. Uh, a German company as well, like another cloud streaming. If they can sign a deal with Amazon to bring Call of Duty to Luna, I feel like then um, the CMA's concerns will be, for the most part, assuaged. Yep. Um, maybe they need to now, to agree to give PlayStation a cloud version, but it seems like yep. that side, that holdup is coming from the PlayStation side in that they're not willing to, to sign any kind of agreement. Yep, now obviously... Uh... We, we might even see a Switch cloud version if uh, if that's the uh, the big pull there, considering uh, it's there's got, no chance of trying to try I, I genuinely believe that that's the only way we can get Call of Duty on the current current gen hardware. Yeah. Um, if they're saying I that they're going to bring, because I, 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 I'm sure it was Phil Spencer that was talking about it not being a mobile version, because I, th I think Call of Duty mobile is shutting down. Um, but it was going to be like the full war zone that was coming to, to Switch. Yeah. And I'm just like, how? How do you get that to run? I just yeah, I don't it, see it how you do unless it's a cloud version, or unless it's that Roblox version uh, that that was came out a few weeks ago, where uh, <laughs> someone had made a game of Roblox looked exactly the same. It's just running in Roblox on the on the thing. That's pretty um, impressive. That is pretty impressive. Like a lot of work's gone into that, but I suppose it's just as long as you've got the assets. I don't know how easy it is, but but yeah, I mean, a lot of people have been now that the conversation about Call of Duty is finally over. Maybe just in the UK, maybe, but. Um, it's one step further. It's interesting that cloud gaming is such a sticking point for them, considering there's not been yet been a truly. But successful... that's where they see the future going, 
because they've mm-hmm. said that having considered the additional evidence provided, we've now provisionally concluded that the merger will not result in substantial lessening of competition in gaming services, console gaming services, because the cost to Microsoft of withholding Call of Duty from PlayStation would outweigh any gains from taking such action. So Sony must have revealed their figures and how much money they make from Call of Duty and how many sales are made for Call of Duty on their consoles. And um, the CMA's just like, yeah, you'd be you'd be dumb to to, yeah. to not put it on that platform. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a huge money. Yeah, every I'm sure every copy of Call of Duty probably makes them more than every Xbox sold. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think Xbox yeah. Series X is still sold at a loss. So yeah, <laughs> I think I mean I assume the yes is too, considering the hardware in it. But hey, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it. Um, so we're only we're less than a month away now from the uh, the final report from the CMA. Whether that means the the end of the conversation entirely. I know it just means in the UK, but hey, a month's time we'll be uh, following back up on this for an even shorter conversation because there'll be even less to cover. Um, but I'm sure there'll be some things that pop up in the meantime. Do you, do you um, think it goes through? Because um, I don't know if you saw, but Citibank um, had like a call with investors and said that they're increasing the the odds that they're betting on it that the deal closes from fifty percent, which is you know they they were really sat on the fence to seventy yeah. percent likelihood of it closing do you think this goes through now yeah yeah i feel pretty good about it i think playstation sort of completely shown everything they wanted to show and they had a big focus on things like call of duty that has now you know everything everything sony has said so far has has now been if the cma are sort of unhappy sorry let me start again if the cma's only real issue is cloud gaming sony has no more say in that i think their part is now done and I think all, all Microsoft needs to do is, like you say, approach Amazon Luna or, or just um, prove that that they're not going to try and monopolize cloud gaming. And I think it goes through. Maybe not as soon as, like, you know, the joke I said earlier about, about June or, or uh, for E3, but I do think that we'll see it by the end of this year, um, which I think is one of your, um, was it one of your or was it Pete's? Pete, um, Pete thinks it's going through. Yeah, I was going to say it wouldn't go through, but I, I decided not to. Uh, I don't. Point, yeah. I don't actually know if it closes by the end of this year, um, because the CMA's one hurdle. You've got the EU that they're still fighting, and the FTC in America is still mm. suing them for antitrust. So it's quite okay. possible that it goes through, but it's also possible that um, it it doesn't. You know, I I, I, I kind of. I kind of feel Citibank's on the money. It's more likely to go through than not at this point because the mm-hmm. CMA was a big holdout, and it feels like if they're willing to accept that, that yeah, Call of Duty is going to come to PlayStation, uh, then that's great. Uh, but we'll we'll kind of see if Microsoft manages to leverage it for uh, for for other purposes. I can imagine they're going to want to get. I think they 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 want the deal to go through to get Call of Duty on Game Pass and that's going to be a big a big thing for them and is yeah. is that going to be enough rather than the $1 promotion is that going to be enough to get people to subscribe to Game Pass would you pick up an Xbox and, a, and Game Pass to play the latest Call of Duty or do you just not give a shit about that because your friends are all on PlayStation and you're on PlayStation yeah. and you've had a PlayStation well, for the last 20 years yeah I mean the thing about that is that the there is, there is no, you know, my friends play on PlayStation. I'm on Xbox. We don't get to play together because it's all cross-platform now, isn't it? You can just yeah, I, it is, but it's still right. a pain in the ass. And I guess with Discord being on both of them now, it's less of an issue. Oh, yeah, huge, huge yeah. Yeah, difference. That's pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
especially because you have to when we were playing Rocket League across platforms, I had to use my phone for Discord with like, and I had to hear this. I don't know. I mean, that's still the strategy for Nintendo. Yeah, there's no, oh, yeah. there's no oh, built-in oh. voice chat unless you're playing something like Fortnite. Yep. Yeah, I always just uh, just Discord in one ear, uh, switch out the other. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess we'll, you know, I feel pretty good about it now. Um, it doesn't affect me anyway, but hey, it's been fun to talk about it for months and months and months. And maybe um, maybe sometime soon we'll hear if uh, Activision, if Microsoft gets to keep Activision in its house. Speaking of keeping things in houses, uh, we're going to do some housekeeping, Steve. Uh, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to all the Patreon producers for the month of March. Uh, we've got Arnold J. Rimmer. Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasamaya, aka Sobi, Snack You Go, Ty the Dude, and Wakahula. Steve, is there anything else going on uh, that we think the people listeners should know about? No. Well, thank you all so much for supporting us um, over on Patreon. Uh, you, if you want to support us on Patreon, if you want to gain access to to one more thing, which is kind of on hold at the moment anyway, or just support us in general, get your name read on the air, your name in the credits at the end, and um, we've got some other perks coming up. Uh, then you can head over to Great Patreon, patreon.com slash flipscreengames. You can also head to flipscreen.games, where you can find everywhere we are on the web, of course, including our Discord. A bunch of new folks have joined lately to come join in the conversation. And we're going to answer some of their questions at the end of the show. Yes, we are. Yeah, we've got a, a nice a nice question block. We already sort of covered one of them, but uh, we've got a nice little question block to finish off. So, uh, all right, let's get into the next headline. Uh this is some news from sort of last week and some maybe some uh, a little bit of a leak from earlier this week. But it's about Resident Evil 4. The game launched on uh, Friday. We already knew from a week before that there were the reviews were glowing and people are really enjoying the game. And I think that uh, for me personally now, I've seen that the performance on Steam Deck seems to be good in the final version. Um, I'm probably going to pick this one up fairly soon. Uh, I've been sort of pick, play, playing through some games, but I've been really like antsy to, to give this one a go. Um, so last week on the launch date, uh, there was, at the end of the trailer, they announced that the Mercenaries mode uh, DLC uh, is launching for free on April 7th. I think Mercenaries has been included in quite a few Resident Evil games at this point. It's sort of a, once you beat the main game, which generally they are quite quick, and the idea is you sort of maybe play through a few times and speed yourself up and find things. This is just like another way to, to make the game longer. Um and I think maybe we sort of knew this was coming just because of there's been mercenaries or, or in loads of different games. And I think the last two Resident Evil games have had entirely separate um, multiplayer modes. I think I think it's called Reverse or uh, Reverse is their uh, is their online multiplayer, and you get access to yes. that with um, Resident Evil Village, I believe. I think you also get it with yeah. Resident Evil Four, but but mercenaries is like a, a little separate mini game thing that they add in. Um, I think it originated in Resident Evil Four, and then and then like the original Resident Evil Four, and then has yeah. kind of continued on since then. Um, it wasn't in Resident Evil Two Remake, but it was in Three, um, and I think it's been in in Seven and, and it was Village. in the 3DS ones as well. There was uh, I can't remember what the 3DS ones were called, but they had mercenaries modes inside them as well. I'm, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, um, basically you've got to kill as many people as you can within yeah, like within survive a set time and. Limit. And then you unlock new characters, and I think even the DLC for part of the Winter's DLC for Resident Evil Village added two new characters to that mercenary mode. You could play as um, what's the sexy tall woman? Um, oh, Lady D. 
Lady, uh, yeah, 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 she was Dumitrescu. She was uh, she was playable, and there was also uh, Heisenberg was also playable. Um, so yeah, this yeah, could yeah, be yeah, from a, popular know, TV show Breaking Bad. Yeah. Breaking Bad, yeah, yeah, <laughs> had the pork pie hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you threw meth on the ground and exploded. Really good. <laughs> uh, so I wonder if we might even see more characters and things. I mean, maybe expand on this uh, in the future because it seems like there is more DLC coming. Uh, people have data mined the game as they love to do uh, in the sort of weekend since it's been out, and there's evidence in the files that there's another DLC coming, uh, which is titled "It's either another order or separate ways." In the files, I think it's separate ways, and that was the name of a mode in Resident Evil Four. After you beat the game, you unlocked uh, another order or separate ways. I think it was different depending on what version of the game you're playing. Um, I don't know if it changed between like PS2, GameCube, or Wii, or if it just changed between uh, regions. But yeah, they're sort of two names for the same thing, which um, separate ways was you played as Ada instead of Leon. And I think the the sort of story is like five chapters of story that ran sort of concurrently with the game. And there are parts where you um, where you're, uh, you know, another part in the game where Leon's nearby. And I think maybe there's crossovers, sort of like when you play the A and B story modes or a b and c stories in resident evil 2 where it's sort of like oh you've, you you know you see claire and then you move on and then claire sees leon i think it's well you have that, that and then they also added in the ghost survivors mode do you did you ever play any of those in 2 remake uh no i don't think i did no they were they were like little side stories of of people basically like kind of left behind um and there was like a bunch of different ones so you had the side story for the gun store owner robert kendo the estranged daughter of the mayor, Catherine Warren, USS member uh, called Ghost, and Sheriff Daniel Cortini, um, and they were like little, uh, little non-canon stories of like what if this happened scenarios that they added yeah. in. You then got the fourth survivor mode, which I think was in the original Resident Evil Two. Which, if you complete the fourth survivor mode of Resident Evil Two, you unlock the tofu survivor mode of Resident yes, Evil. Yes, I remember this. Yes, um, do remember this. Where you then attack tofus instead of uh, you know you no you play as a tofu. Oh, you play as the tofu. Yeah, you yeah, play as you a do, block yeah. of tofu. Yeah, yeah, or a flan. Yeah, with, with just a floating <laughs> knife hanging around. You know. Yeah, it's um, weird. It's so weird. Now, it's interesting that this was in the original game and it wasn't in in. Uh, so this, I'm talking about another order, separate ways, whatever. It's interesting this wasn't in the the remake, but it does seem like it is coming back. But I do wonder if it's going to be part of a season pass or if it's going to be free like the Mercenaries mode is, but it's not even been formed. Uh, I reckon uh, this I, is a kind of a, like an E3 announcement. I think it's probably going to be free in the same way that they added in the Ghost Survivors yeah. uh, mode. Because, you know, if the stuff's already in there, it's not like a downloadable content kind of thing. I mean, DLC, mm-hmm. you're, just, you're just paying to unlock it, essentially. But... Um, I, I'd like to think that it's a free mode, draws people back in, but it could be it could be more like the the Winters expansion where yeah. it's like uh, oh we've added this content in and kind of this is now a separate thing because you know you got the third person mode with the Winter stuff as yeah. well as the whole new story. Yeah, I think they they if they expand on this, uh, you know, maybe make it larger, but also include some other modes. I could see it being part of a season pass, but I think if it was just this mode that was in the original game remade to be up to scratch with the rest of the sort of the remake might be a little bit shady uh but i but thing is i don't think capcom do shady stuff i just i think that in the recent years i think since resident evil 7 launched and beyond capcom have been proving to be just one of the you know they're proving why they're one of the most popular and well-known game publishers and developers because they are just creating you know banger after banger they've got you know They've redone Monster Hunter a couple of times. They've redone Resident Evil, like completely re, uh, revamped it. Uh, and I think that Capcom 
are just going to keep doing things like that. So I don't think it's going to be like, uh, I think they're going to make you pay for it. It's going to be a substantial upgrade. I've really enjoyed the DLC for the Resident Evil games, uh, specifically the uh, 7-bit DLC and the Village DLC. I think they were nice side stories. You got to play as different characters. You got to interact with the game in different ways. Um, did I tell you I played the 7 DLC and I'm playing as like, a, you, you play as a, 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 a guy who just punches molded in the face instead of having any guns and it was just really fun and I think that it's nice that they lean into that ridiculous stuff like with the they do stuff. yeah yeah and it's obviously not canon and then they make it clear that it's not and I do think it's fun mm-hmm. that they kind of mess around and play around because they know that yeah this can be a scary survival horror thing but you can also make it completely ridiculous and yeah by just making you play as a tofu or something stupid what's, what's that uh, that Harry Potter um, spell that makes people it that, that uh, is it oh, I can't remember what it is ridiculous, Harry Potter spell that, ridiculous yeah I think it's yeah. just ridiculous yeah so if you it's almost like they cast ridiculous Resident Evil and it's not scary anymore because you're just a giant tofu but mm-hmm. um, there's also a third mode in Resident Evil 4 that was called Assignment Ada which wasn't canon whereas I'm pretty sure the, the other one that we mentioned at the start I'm not going to say the name for the sixth time um was canon but i wonder if there's no evidence in the to say that it's coming yet but i could see that being part of some being part of it you know another mode where you play as ada um just to sort of keep the keep the game flowing really you know uh, it's clearly been very successful i've seen it's already had uh, in the uk it's had a bit, bigger launch than the original release uh, and I, I know on Steam which is it's... which is you know you can imagine so it was a, exclusive to the gamecube which didn't sell particularly great in the uk so i would hope being on playstation 5 xbox Xbox One and Series X. I think it's on PS4 mm-hmm. as well, and also PC. And you're launching on all those platforms at once. That it would sell a lot more. Plus, more people play video games now than they did back in yes. 2000. And yeah, 2000 or what? 2002 when it launched. Two. Like I think it came out. Yeah. I think um, also on Steam, it had a bigger launch weekend than Resident Evil Village, which is which is pretty good going. Which um, is to be also be expected. You know, it's a it's a absolutely beloved title. People love Resident Evil 4 for some reason. Got any other th- nice factoids you want to shoot down, Steve? Uh, <laughs> any other? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I, I'm sorry if my sharing well, how happy I am with stuff is. I'm glad. You no, anyway, do you know but... what? And I really hope you you pick it up. It's interesting that we've got two. Um, I, I say zombie games, but neither of them are really zombie games. Within a matter of days, with The Last of Us Part One coming to PC tomorrow as yeah. well. Didn't realise it was so soon. I, I'm I'm imp- really impressed with that, and I look forward to uh to unlocking that tomorrow morning uh, and giving giving that one a go. Uh, which which is a shame because now I actually feel like now you reminded me of that. That I'm probably not going to pick up Resident Evil for a yeah, little while because I want to play this instead. Play, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I just started Inscription today as well, and I was oh I was I was like, God. oh yeah, this is going to be my game. Okay. And now I've got other things. next uh, week. Uh, if you, I I need to talk to you about Inscription, we need to do a bit of a spoiler fine. cast at the end because it's one yeah. of my favourite games of all time. It was one of my games of the year, not last year, the year before. And I bought a copy for Pete and he still hasn't played it. So oh, well I need then, someone to talk to about that game. I was testing out my uh, Steam Deck dock that arrived uh, and I at work just thought, hey, I'll quickly plug this in and I'll show my manager and he was like, oh, why don't you play something? And I was like, well, I've got the mouse and keyboard. I'll play something that I feel is more mouse and keyboard. Clicked on inscription and I played for like a good hour. Just sort of, and he was like, oh, I'm really, really this they, looks really good. Did and... they port over the um, the the controller? Um, layout. I'm not sure. For, I'm not sure. PC version. I have played it on the Steam Deck for like all of five or ten minutes with the controller, and it was fine. Like it worked, but I don't know if I was. I can't remember now if I if I was using it as a, a you know, a faux mouse and keyboard, or if if like there was a, a um, 
like a controller setup that was supposed to emulate the mouse and keyboard. I'm not well, sure. There was um, an, uh, there were, there's, there's ports of it to PlayStation and Switch. Yeah. So I can, I, I don't know if they ever ported over the control scheme back to PC because when, um, uh, what's the game? Uh, it's like, uh, oh, crisis complete. I've planet coaster. That's the game we're talking about. They didn't bother adding controller support to the PC version once the console version came out, uh, which was a real shame because it means it's a pain in the ass to play on Steam Deck. I, I bought a copy of that for my dad, and um, he, he just can't replay it with just the Steam yeah, Deck. You really need a, a keyboard and mouse. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a real shame. Well, I'm hoping I'll, I'll report back. I'll, um, I'll, I've got the Steam Deck next to me. I was going to play Inscription after we finish recording anyway, so I'll, I'll put it up on the Steam Deck first and let you know what the controllers are like on there for you. Um so yeah, uh, hopefully by the time we're finished with Inscription and uh, both of us finished with Last of Us Part 1, maybe we'll dive into Resident Evil 4 and we'll, we'll talk about the game some more in the future, right? Eh? I'm going to need a hell of a lot of convincing to pick Resident Evil 4 <laughs> up after that demo because I just do not like the game. And it's fine. And not every game needs to be for me, but I can I can appreciate that this game is probably a masterpiece. In the But having said that, I didn't think Souls games were for me. I picked up Elden Ring. It was one of my favorite games. It's quickly become one of my favorite games of all time. I need to yeah. to really finish that game. <laughs> I think Aaron rings on that. My brother, uh, he's recently moved uh, to Bristol. Uh, he came home for the weekend for because we had Mother's Day and my parents were away last weekend. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, he played when he was back before. Played like I don't know a couple of hours of Elden Ring on on the PS5. Um, and I think he's been sort of like hoping to get back to that, but has just never been back to do it. And yesterday when he was here, he was picked up his PlayStation 4 and he was like, oh, I'm going to start playing some games again. Saw so on my shelf, I've got the Dark Souls trilogy. And he was like, oh, can I, uh, yeah, can I, can I play that? Like, no. the Dark Souls trilogy with him. Leave that, leave that I, there. <laughs> I've got them all on PC, mate. I'm fine. Um, so yeah, so he's taken the Dark Souls trilogy with him and he, you know, he had no interest in those games at all. But after a couple of hours of Elden Ring, he was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can. I can see. I can see that it clicks. You um, get it once you play it, and some yeah, people do. Exactly. You know, Pete obviously didn't, and 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 it didn't it didn't drive them. But that's the same with me with Resident Evil Four. You know, not every game is for every person. And I think it's yeah. okay to appreciate that as long as you respect other people's opinions of the games. Maybe that they enjoy. Maybe you'll be the Pete at the end of our end of year discussion where me and Pete are going, oh, Resident Evil Four, oh, definitely out there for us, and you're going, nah, didn't play it, didn't play it, won't play it. Uh, just like we were with Elden Ring this year, and Pete was Pete was he was angry with me that I chose Elden Ring over God of War and put God of War at number two as our, our game of the year. But hey, we'll find out at the end of the year. Uh, so let's move on to the question block to sort of round this this out. We've got a couple of questions here. Um, let's start off with Left Eye Lazy, uh, who said in the Discord, Diablo Four, Street Fighter Six, Final Fantasy Sixteen are all coming in June and beyond. Uh, sorry. Coming in June and beyond, Legend of Zelda, the most hyped games of the year. Um, I think I've read that wrong, but still. He's basically saying that Diablo 4, Street Fighter 6, Final Fantasy 7, uh, 7? Final Fantasy God, 16, and the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom are all coming out in the first half of the year. So what is going to be the most talked about game uh, in the summer of 2023? And can it keep momentum through to the Game Awards at the end of the year? I butchered that. I'm really sorry. That, that's idea, always but, a tough um, one, like keeping the momentum up, because there's always a game mm -hmm. that launches closer and you kind of have that recency bias. But last year, Elden Ring managed to carry it all the way through. It was the com it yep. was the game on everyone's lips. It was like at the fourth run. And yeah, we had that like, oh, is God of War kind of going to clinch mm -hmm. it? And it's just like, no, 
yeah, it had great performances, but the the kind of real game changer video game of 2022 was Elden Ring. Um, yeah. I really struggle. I, I really struggle to see how Street Fighter Six comes in in contention no, for, the, for the Game Awards, but I could easily see Diablo Four and Final Fantasy Sixteen being up there. I think probably those two and um, Zelda and maybe Baldur's Gate, if that turns out to be be well mm-hmm. received, could could be up there along with Starfield. But you've yeah. you've got a lot of games at this this kind of front half of the year. I think the games that kind of we keep talking about are the ones with the the vast length, like Diablo mm-hmm. and Final Fantasy, because people are just going to continue to play them forever. Yep, and I think Tears of the Kingdom, Legend of Breath of the Wild really sort of, you know, overtook everything in, in 2017. But I wonder if it's going to suffer from the same situation that God of War Ragnarok had, where because it was, oh, it's a sequel, oh, it's more of the same, like, you know, what some people were saying, maybe because it wasn't as groundbreaking as Elden Ring, maybe we will see things like um, Final Fantasy 16 or maybe like Starfield, which are so new and so fresh that really it's hard to look at. Tears of the Kingdom. I, I, I feel like people are going to be saying Starfield is is um, Fallout in space, and I, d- I, I don't I, I don't necessarily think people are going to be thinking that's as fresh as as maybe Bethesda would like them to. Mm-hmm. Diablo is a fresh take on a genre that it defined, and just mm-hmm. having played the beta for I mean I played I must have played like thirty hours of that game in the last two wow. weekends. Wow, okay. um, I loved that game. And I'm sad that I can no longer play it. So if June could hurry up, that'd be great. Um, but <laughs> but I, I feel like we're probably going to get some surprises as well. You know, we already had Hi-Fi Rush. Oh, yeah. That was a massive surprise at the beginning of the year. Yep. Uh, is Redfall going to be in there as well? Like Redfall's this yeah. half of the year that's coming out in May. Is that I is think that the only criticism for Redfall that I'd, I'd seen was that I had always online. Uh, and I feel like the fact that they're, they're addressing that and they're saying, oh, look, look, we're going to look into this. Maybe it could, you know, come out of uh, and be the better game. You know, I mean, that's, it, a, it, that's a real thing to, like, have issue with, unless you're buying the game outright. But how many people are actually going to do that when Game Pass exists? And <laughs> you've got to be online that's anyway for that. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, uh, what game are you most hyped for? Because Zelda, I think, is up there for me. And obviously, we ha- this will be coming out Wednesday. Yesterday, as, of, as you're listening to this, was the big 10 minute of of gameplay Game footage play. and we'll be talking about that tomorrow on nintendo noise so if you want to hear our thoughts on that then then tune into nintendo noise um but that's up there for me because breath of the wild is one of my favorite games of all time but it's closely followed by diablo because diablo as a series is probably my favorite game series of all time yeah i think um yeah the thing with zelda is is that because nintendo haven't shown or told a lot you know we're getting a lot of cryptic stuff we're getting a lot of um oh look here's here's what uh you know here's some stuff here's a lot of stuff for you to question and oh what's the name going to be and all this stuff i feel like i haven't had enough chance to actually get hyped for what's there only what could be so i'm a little bit worried that uh obviously this will be alleviated by the time we um anyone listens to this because i'm sure by tomorrow uh this time tomorrow i'm going to be going okay no yeah cool I'm, i'm hyped i'm ready for it um I think outside of Zelda, because because there is all that unknown, I think for me, my current most anticipated game for this year is probably Star Wars Jedi Survivor, just because I know what I'm getting with that game. And they've already shown us enough for me to know, okay, cool, it's set 
X amount of years later. There's characters returning. There's going to be a lot of like new stuff. They're, they've taken some stuff from Ghost of Tsushima. They've taken some um, some ideas like the stances and there's new weapons and all that sort of stuff. And it's the last, you know, it, it, the last game was a sort of Metroidvania Dark Souls clone hybrid, whatever, set in the Star Wars universe. Now, I don't really like the Star Wars films that much, but I love the Star Wars universe. So I'm really excited for that game. And I think it's because it's a, a very known quantity. Um, you know, I completely that, forgot I about this... that, that that was launching in April. Mm. And do you know what? There's another huge game which is apparently launching in September with Spider-Man 2. So does yeah, that, Spider-Man 2, another is, big one. Is that another one of the ones like Starfield where it's kind of just like, we're now all talking about this, so are all these games from the beginning of the year going to get talked about as much? I don't know. Maybe it's, it's just it's such a packed year this year. It really feels like a 2017 again where we had like mm-hmm. all of those big titles coming out in one year, and it's it feels yeah. it feels like we've maybe got a repeat of that. Yeah, and then you got to think about all the remakes that have come out that have been you know like we said last week, Resident Evil 4, Dead Space, Metro Primary Masters will come out to rave reviews. Um, so it's a you know oh, God, we feel like we're being, we're really being treated this year. I don't know whether even you know we might even be that we get the early access of Hades uh, this year. We might see Mean of the Hollow this year. The the Hollow Knight um, Hollow Knight sorry Shovel Knight Hades is coming. We this might year, see isn't Sil- it? Hades too. I think it's I think it's early access. But I don't know if it will really count for that sort of thing. But we could also see um, Silk Song this year. You never know. You know they. they uh, last E3, it was shown by Microsoft as like in like a reel of like things coming in the next twelve months. We could even see Silk Song in the coming months, you know, and that's a hugely anticipated yeah. title. Um, so there's so much going on this year. We could even see Hell, um, Hellblade Two, Cinema Saga, all of these games that I'm very excited for. Um, I, I feel like some of these them. just need to release in 2024 to even get a look. In. Yeah, you know, does Silk Song I, release this year? Does it get? Does it get a look in? It has to. <laughs> has to. I think I think of all the games that I've just listed there, if there was any game that I wouldn't mind being pushed to twenty twenty four, it's Spider Man two. Not just because not just that because I've got that a... one's absolutely not gonna get pushed, it's PlayStation's only game this year. That's the yeah. one game that is is seems like a certain that Sony's gonna get out because PSVR two, I feel like it, it came and it went and it were it fizzled. And I don't yeah. know that it, it came out with the the bang out of the gate that they they were hoping for, but Spider Man Two is is you know is the follow up to to their best selling game. I now hear hear me out here. I didn't play Spider Man, so I played the remaster on PS Five at launch. PS Five's launch that is, and I don't think that Spider Man deserves to be in the same conversation as God of War. A lot of people say that 2018, oh, Spider-Man, God of War, two of the best games of the year. How are you putting Spider-Man, which it, for all intents and purposes, when you take away the sort of Spider-Man element of it, is, you know, it's quite a generic tick boxy open world. There's a lot of repeated content. You know, the story was good and the swinging was good, but, you know, it was a superhero game. It, it was, there were bits of it that were generic. And I don't think... They tightened that up, to... though, for Miles Morales. And I feel like they've learned I a feel lot. like Miles Morales was... I feel like because Miles Morales was shorter and... Because it did a lot of PlayStation stuff, like now you have to walk very, very slowly towards something because we're telling you you have to do it now. Don't you get it? It's it's supposed to be a moment. You're like, oh, I'm just holding down. Just I want to I want to run. Do you not Go get that? Shima, gone of war really though. Like, oh, we're going to shove you on a boat now. Yeah, but the boat's fun. The boat you get to explore in the boat. You get to go around okay. in the boat. The boat's good. 
Yeah, well, you haven't played it. I've, I've I haven't, and I haven't, I haven't finished Spider Man, so I can hardly comment on, mm. on either of them. Uh, that's a conversation you need to have with Pete. But I know Spider Man was his game of the year that year because Spider Man is his favorite comic, um, and I know yeah, that I, plays I, I really a large part it. of it. I did really enjoy Spider Man. I just feel like I didn't get the reverence when you compare to compare it to things like God of War at, at that point in the year. You know, when people were saying 2019 wasn't a good year because it didn't have God of War or Spider Man, you're like, well. What do you mean? You didn't have God of War. Why are you bringing Spider-Man to the conversation? Anyway, no, I'm sure I, we'll get some people in 2018. Oh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Forza Horizon that was 4. A big it's like, there were some, yeah. some huge games that year. That I don't... I, for me, God of War wasn't... It, I, it wasn't even on the menu for me. I was busy playing other stuff. What was I playing 2018? Let's have a look. Fallout 76 came out. Um, Super Mario Party. Dark Souls Remastered. You didn't play that? 2018. Oh, I did play that on Switch actually. 2018, I think I was playing Celeste, and that was it from. Oh yeah, yeah. Pokemon Let's Go. I was playing a bunch of that. I'm sure you. Oh Oh, yeah, Hitman Two. I think that was probably my game of the year. That That would have been yours. I loved Hitman. And looking at the fact that the Messenger came out in 2018, that's when we started uh, loot pots. It was, yeah, that that was because I remember covering uh, Super Mario Party. Yeah, terrible year really uh, for all of us, but. Oh, well. Oh, Obra uh, Din. Oh, my God. What game? That's 2018. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Um. So, well, d- d- oh, yeah, Diablo. I was about to say, did they even tell, tell me what your most anticipated game was? But, yeah, it's Diablo. Di- so, Diablo um, 4, and that's because I've played it now, and and I've got yeah. a taste for it, and I'm, I'm back in that loop, so I'm really excited about it's that. hungry. Um, it's hungry. Yeah, and I, I feel like... I, I was excited for Baldur's Gate 3. I couldn't give a shit about it anymore because I, I'm not, probably yeah. not going to pick it up because uh, yeah. it comes out the same month as Starfield and I have had I will have had a lot of a taste of, of that genre of game. Very different games that, you know, one's a, a D&D rules, one's a, an action RPG and I, I run around in, um, in, in a dungeon. But, oh man... God, it's so good. It's so good. I'm so <laughs> sad you didn't get a chance to play it because yeah, I it am. So it was so good. I had a I had a thought this morning of uh, when I when I was using the Steam Deck. I was like, ah, oh, really? I forgot I had uh, Battle.net already installed. And I thought I could have just done it on could've the just phone. Just it, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, then I thought I had no time all weekend. There was not. I did twenty five thousand steps on Saturday because I was just hey, constantly on the move. It was open until um, four p.m. today. Was it? Yeah. I could have done it this morning. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, well, I'll try it in June. Like um, <laughs> let's move on to the next question. The last question before we sort of round off the show. Uh, this is from Pilkey. Uh, they say, do you think there's a chance the success of the Switch and Steam Deck will prompt Sony and or Microsoft to get back back in uh, brackets into handheld, especially as the, as these function as hybrids? Now, I had this thought recently, yeah. about specifically about PlayStation, that will the Switch being... So will the Switch eclipsing the... PS4 uh, and being as as big as it is, and will the, the the Steam Deck and seeing what their games are capable of, PlayStation games specifically on the Steam Deck. You know, we've, we've seen people like playing Spider Man. They use that, use Spider Man to advertise their Steam Deck. You pointed out they're using Last of Us Part One to advertise the Steam Deck on their website. Um, so a lot of these things are, you know, Sony Sony probably sees okay, maybe we can scale our games quite well. Um, and I wonder if they end up doing a handheld. Not quite a handheld PS5, but like a paired back version of the hat of the PS5. You're shaking your head. You don't think it's going to happen just because no. of the Vita, or uh, no? Because the the power consumption of the PS5 is uh, 340 watts. So I just uh, 
and while playing a game it's averages about 200 watts so i just don't yeah. see that there's any any way um that they they can do it with the 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 power draw that they've got um whereas well it doesn't the, have to be a ps5 hand steam deck be a... uses 22 watts that's the max well, yeah it could just be a like almost like the vita is a separate system but there are some games that do run on on it and that's the games that maybe run on PC. Yeah. And maybe if they start to expand into PC and they start to scale their games more like that, maybe they can see uh, a reason to have their own handheld that also It's a possibility, those, you know, but like, things. what is the reason? When you could, the Steam Deck exists, these handheld PCs are kind of carving out a niche. Um, and and I feel like if, if they're selling their games there anyway, they don't have to put the R&D into it, the marketing into it. They don't have to muddy the waters they can just sell their games to people i think if anyone's going to do it it's probably more likely to be microsoft uh and i could see them going down two routes one they do an official version of what they did they partnered with logitech right they gave them the, the, the ability to do their cloud streaming stuff I could see them doing like a 5G device like Razer's done where they like call it like a Surface or something. And it's got Xbox branding on it, but it does other things as well. Surface I, Play. There we go. Yeah, well, I think they'll call it, they'll use the Xbox brand for it if there's going to be a gaming-centric device. I think the other possibility is the Series S, um, which has a has a power draw, uh, a max power draw of 74 watts. And while it's like playing a game, it's about 50 watts. So it's significantly uh, lower power draw than the Series X and the PS5. It's about a quarter of that. If they halved that, because they're not targeting 1080, they'll be targeting 720. You could get to that 20 watt draw that the Steam Deck targets, and you could have a handheld Xbox that runs Game mm-hmm. Pass that, supports all of the the games out of the box because it's using the same architecture it's using the same gpu it will can have the same ram in there it can have everything in there that's in a series a series s but it's in a, a tighter package with a screen on it that runs on a battery yeah. and i could i could see them exploring that route more than i could see sony exploring a handheld i think uh people call the series s the the game pass machine you know oh it's only 200 quid this christmas it's a fun it's a games pass machine you know you literally just play it for to play your games pass i could see them having a handheld games pass machine or if they you know they don't need to do this if they just put game pass on the steam deck i think because i don't think they'd make much money on it anyway if they did release a handheld um i could see that but you know it's something to sell you xbox all access again it's like oh your xbox all access is over with the series s and the series x I don't know if they're going to do a mid-gen refresh. Sony is doing a mid-gen refresh with the version that doesn't have a disk drive and you buy that and you kind of attach it on. And I imagine that's going to include a price hike with it um, Mm -hmm. for the disk version. If you want one with a disk, it's probably going to cost you more than it costs right now, even in America where they haven't had a price hike. When you combine the two together, I bet it costs more than $500 now. Um, And I I could see them doing it for like $300 match the match the switch's price point but you can play games that are more powerful than the switch i can imagine nintendo's probably also going to increase the price again they did a price increase when they released the oled version when we get the next switch i could see a price increase just uh, i think there's a chance there's a definite chance i think it's more likely microsoft than sony 
I feel like Sony got burnt by the Vita pretty badly. They did not give it the uh, the support that they needed. I think that's entirely their own fault as well. Oh, 100% so. it's their own fault. They didn't support it with, with first-party games. They didn't give it the, the right controls. They did the typical PlayStation Sony thing of laying into fads uh, with like touch pads on the back that some games utilized, but the majority didn't. They didn't give it enough buttons. So we didn't have, you know, it was, it was pitched as a, a device where you can remote play your PS4. Well, it didn't have a, it didn't have an L2 and an R2. So yeah. to do that, you had to touch on the back, and it was a pain in the ass. You couldn't click the sticks in, so it was an absolute nightmare. Um, the, yeah. it was just oh, yeah. they they focused on the wrong things. They should have focused more on using it as the um, the wing mirror. No, the the rear view mirror in uh, Gran Turismo, like they said they would do that time. That was that might have actually been the PSP thinking about. It. <laughs> Um, it was terrible. Yeah, this was for... the one with oh, yeah. like 3G built in, and it was meant to be this like mobile device. When we were all getting iPhones, and it was kind of just like yeah. we we don't need this. No one needs this. 3G on a 3G on a like you know, I'd rather have. I'd rather not be paying for 3G for something that I'm going to be using. Like if I'm not at home, like I'm going to be traveling places, and the connection might be spotty. I'm on the train or or something like that. So yeah, but you're really going to so... pay for another 3G connection. In no, a handheld not, device, you know, like I would Ted, pay Ted it to my phone. I would absolutely pay if I could get five G on a handheld device now that would enable me to do cloud streaming, mm-hmm. and it feels there's like there's no latency and the quality's not diminished. I would pay for that, but I would probably just hotspot from my phone. Yeah, I would do the same. I've got two hundred gigs of data. Yeah, why would I pay it for a third thing? You know. Um... How do we get here again? Oh, yeah, the question. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, how do we get to the topic of handhelds? But that's the whole question we're doing right now. Um, yeah, I don't think we... I think that... The, I mean, this, uh, not to talk too much about the Steam Deck, but I think we've heard today or, or yesterday that the Steam Deck isn't going away, so they say, so we're just not ever going to get another Steam Deck or they're not going to sort of end with Steam Deck. So I do think that the fact that the Steam Deck and the Switch are going to continue to run as successful machines... I think we maybe we see more competitors from other from that maybe make it more affordable, less of the INEO and the people that are doing expensive ones, more of the more affordable um, average consumer ones. Whether Xbox and Sony get in on that's to be seen, but I don't, you know, like I think it it's possible for Sony. I think you're right about it being more likely for Xbox, um, or it's just as likely that they both go. Our games are on PC anyway. Let's just focus on the Steam Deck, uh, or let's you know partner partner with Switch. Then this new Switch, like Microsoft, will end up doing. If the Activision deal goes through and they go, okay, cool, Call of Duty is doing well. What, what about Forza? What about these other games that could also possibly be on the Switch? Um, Hi-Fi Rush, for example, stuff like that. Forza would be great. Um, yeah, Forza would Hang be really, really nice on, on yeah. the device. Well, just to end the show, yeah, some breaking news, and I want to, I want to get some thoughts on it from you. Ubisoft Uh-oh. has announced that they are pulling out of E3. Having announced that they were going to be one of the only publishers at E3, is this the end? Like, can it go on? Does E3 uh, does E3 wow. exist? Because they're now yeah, deciding that. that they are holding their own Ubisoft Forward live event on June twelfth in Los Angeles instead. That's not going to be a part of E3. Interesting. I mean. Yeah, I think that's probably the last nail in the coffin, right? If everyone's doing their own thing around the same time and they're not paying, uh, who is it? ESA. Is it, uh, 
the ESA, they're not paying the ESA for the space and maybe they realize they don't need to spend all that money and all that uh to have all that space um who's even left i mean is that it like surely ea no ea never ever was part of it they did their own ea play oh really okay yeah so that was like um adjacent to it um <laughs> i don't oh, yeah, i've just seen here no with three months to go no major company has been announced as officially attending it's yeah. dead that's that's gotta yeah, be gone. the end of it wow uh, what a way to end the show. Yeah, I think Ubisoft are, are probably right to do so because imagine being the only... the only uh, Who's going to buy tickets to come and see it when Ubisoft's the only thing and we know they're going to be showing off what Assassin's Creed Mirage? Like, okay, cool. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I forget that it's a public ticketed event now and not just an interview. Yeah, it's like, like it's, it's powered by... It's, uh, they say powered by Repop. It's basically... It is, it is put on by Repop who... Do uh, New York Comic Con and PAX and uh, EGX uh, in the UK, um, and also own Eurogamer. So, okay, yeah, yeah, over. Uh, wow, what what a bombshell to uh, to to go out on, Steve. Yeah, it's real. It's really sad. I'm gonna be sad to see it go. Um, but yeah, they've said that we've made the subsequent decision to move in a different direction, and we'll be holding Ubisoft Forward Live. On twelfth, on the twelfth of June in Los Angeles. So they're still doing it. They've still like hosted their own. They're still hosting their own thing. We'll probably still get the fucking dancing pandas out for yep. for just dance, just dance, just dance twenty twenty four. Oh, it will be a shit show as it always is. Um, there'll be cringy moments. There'll be celebrities that have no right being there for no reason whatsoever. Um, I think it's good that they're all deciding to do their events in summer, and and I think it's around the same sort of time as E3 would be because I feel like if we just had the same number of events but spread out across the whole year then it would you know there would you wouldn't have that fun you know excitement of all oh, what times this on when's this happening you know we, we I used to get, to get together with friends and we'd sit and watch the conferences and the fact that you can still sort of do that in a concentrated amount of time I think is uh, is good and that they're all still planning to to do that I guess it maybe makes more sense for marketing as well to do things like that uh, and after times like that, so yeah, like it seems, um, it seems like everything's happening from like the eleventh onwards. Um, mm-hmm. But then Jeff's got his thing going on. Uh, Jeff Keeley's got his summer game fest happening in um, in June, June eighth. So it's like we've got now two weeks of all of these announcements and events happening, and they're like hard to keep track of. It last year was so exhausting. <laughs> this year's yeah, probably going to be exactly the same. Yeah, summer. I think Summer Games Fest. I think is the one that is exhausting because it does go on for too long. It's a whole. It's the whole like three months, and a lot of the stuff's not worth watching. But I feel like this, these big ones, the ones that are now no longer at E three and are just going to be doing their thing in the space of the week or two, they'll still be worth watching. I just think that Summer Games Fest uh, or anything hosted by IGN uh, is going to be rubbish. What this does call into question is: Does Steve? No, you're Steve. Does Pete? Does he get his big risky pick of the fact that the Summer Games Fest will get more views than E3? Because if E3 doesn't go ahead, I, that's down I to the judge. That's down to whoever yeah. judges judges it. But um, okay. I would argue that that we need to decide what's part of Summer Game Fest. Is it just Jeff's show, the one show? Because yeah. because if Microsoft's doing their own thing on June 11th, Ubisoft's doing their own thing on June 12th. You've got all of these IGN events which aren't part of Summer Game Fest. What is part of Summer Game Fest and what isn't? It has to officially be announced as part of Summer Game Fest. wonder yep. if he's going to have PlayStation involved again, but they kind of did their own thing last year anyway that was pre-Summer Game Fest. 
Very, it's going to be very interesting. Nintendo's obviously not at E3. I don't think they're yep. going to really have anything to show. Um, seems like Tears of the Kingdom is going to be at PAX uh, this week. This week, and they've got the big announcement that that you will have seen if you're listening to this now um, with the gameplay footage. But other than that, they've not really got anything else for the year. Yeah, uh, I think who's uh, for picking judges? Who's Pete's worst enemy again? I think and, we're uh, probably going to uh, get Chewy or, Chewy or Sierra to do it. So. All right, fine. I don't think they've got any strong allegiance towards him, so I think that's, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. You know, Sierra only went to uh, went to his wedding. Yeah, did she? Yeah, didn't know that. Oh well, I'm not upset. I'm not upset at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> so with, I mean, with all that, that's the end of the show. Uh, Steve should Pete have done the, cl- down for the me, Clarkson, so. and on the and on that bombshell, and on that bombshell. Uh, <laughs> That's, uh, is that not Alan Partridge? <laughs> no, no, it's, it was a, it was from Top Gear. Oh, okay. Well, well on that bombshell, uh, Steve, would you like to do the bit that Pete didn't write down for me so I don't sure. remember it? Thanks again, everyone, for listening. <laughs> Thanks to our Patreon supporters. You, if you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash flipscreengames. And you can go find us everywhere on the web. Make sure you tune into Nintendo Noise this week. Um, but you can find everywhere else we are including our YouTube channel over at flipscreen.games. So if you listen to this as an audio version, go watch the show sometimes. Come see what we look like. I wonder if there's people who, and there must be people, that have no idea what we look like. And do you do you ever do that thing where you're just like, oh, that person doesn't know like what they sound like? Yes. Yeah, I have that. Like whenever I get into, uh, or they have guests on, like the kind of funny show, I'll be like, I have a very clear picture of them in my head and I'll look them up and go, nah, that, like Snowbike Mike. I was like, nah, no idea. Or, um, <laughs> yeah. Not, not what I thought at all. Um, but yeah, I wonder if you if you don't watch the show, if you just do it on audio, I would like you to draw a picture of what you think we look like. Yeah, yeah. Send it to us, and then uh, and then we can we can show them on, on the show. Yeah, Max week. looks like you know um, s- s- someone from the Only Way is Essex, obviously. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah obviously. Orange. I'm all muscles He's and orange. tan. I'm all I'm all muscles and tan. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the most British episode we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Bring it back. Bring back the Empire. Um, <laughs> so, for the show, uh, I've been... No, wait. He's been... I don't know what the direction You've is. You've been he's Max. Been Steve and I've been Max. And, and I'm over on on this I don't this know way. what direction to I'm, point. Uh, you're, you're there, so I'm the op- opposite of that. So Yeah, you... yeah. That's... Yeah, that... Yeah. You know what? Okay. Anyway, we'll see I've you next Max. week. I've been Max. That's been Steve. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>